Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. This month on the Hey Bartender Podcast Facebook page, we would like to pay honor to one of the biggest comedic icons ever, Robin Williams, by setting up a fundraiser for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Suicide is a very quiet and scary disease because someone might be having a terrible issue and no one can see it or know there's a problem. With your donation, we can make sure there's someone out there that they can go talk to about their problems. National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK has 133 crisis centers nationwide available for you or someone that you care about. No matter if you only donate a dollar, every little bit helps so that people we care about can get the help they need. Head on over to the Hey Bartender Podcast Facebook page, find the donation button for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, and donate today. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline can be reached at 1-800-273-TALK or 1-800-273-8255. Hey yes, welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast. I'm your bartender. I'm the dude. So that's what you call me. And, you know, if you want to be a part of Hey Bartender Podcast or you want to just send me a message, just email me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com. Yes, that is right, everybody. Hey Bartender Podcast has moved up in this world. I have taken control of the domain, Hey Bartender Podcast. So if you want to check out the Hey Bartender Podcast merchandise, the blog, Go to HeyBartenderPodcast.com. It's that easy. It's not that all that long shit anymore. It's just HeyBartenderPodcast.com. And if you want to email the dude, just email me, dude, at HeyBartenderPodcast.com. It is that easy. I'm really stoked that now I have control of that domain name. It is, you know what? It's just a beautiful moment. I just want to sit back and take in this moment but no we can't do that ladies and gentlemen we got to get on with the show and how do i start every show i start the show off with a drink special this week's drink special is called the painkiller that's right painkiller uh i got this from vinepair.com uh it says the painkiller is number 40 in the top 50 most popular drinks of all time and its description goes like this. Thanks to the national embrace of tiki culture, several tropical drinks feature on this list. Or, or originating, hey, I just learned to read yesterday. Originating in British Virgin Islands, the painkiller is a m- mix of uh, navy rum, cream of coconut, pineapple juice, and orange juice. It's a fruity, boozy, pumped up pina colada. So... You know, like always, I tell you guys, I don't have time to go out and try all these drinks, and I definitely don't have the liver to do it, but some of you might want to try something a little bit different. So when you go into the bar, 
you know, look uh, look at the bartender and say, I want to try painkiller. And they'll probably go, huh? Because, you know, some of these drinks, they've got 50 different names for, made 50 different ways. And, you know, it's it's just crazy. And, uh, you know, bring the recipe with you and uh, tell them how to make it. That way, you know, it's made right. And then try it out. And then email me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com and let me know what you thought of it because I would love to talk about it on the show. Anyway, you know what? I love starting this show off with the Brian Setzer Orchestra. That this, uh, this song, since he says Hey Bartender directly in the beginning of the song, I think it just goes great with this, don't you? <laughs> anyway, you know what? I'm going to... I was going to talk about something else today on this podcast, but I'm going to, uh, but I'm going to talk about this first. I was out driving around this week. I, uh, I talk about, uh, briefly on the blog. I'm probably going to end up ranting about it a little bit longer since this is a podcast and I have a microphone and a very, very large hard drive. Anyway, I was driving around and I ended up stopping at this uh, local bar. It's just a hole in the wall. It wasn't one of those chain restaurants or, anything corporate it was just looked like a nice little local bar and because i was really really in the mood for a hamburger and you know what when it when you're in the mood for a hamburger mom and pop hole in the wall bars deliver a great hamburger i mean they don't do anything fancy like some of those other restaurants these big fancy restaurants do nowadays you like they consult a culinary arts chef before they put it on their menu. Now, I when I want a mer- burger, I want a good old American hamburger. You know, don't give me anything fancy, sautéed, grilled. You know, other than grill. Well, grill the hamburger patty, but don't. You know, um, you know all these fancy vegetables and presentation and all that stuff. Just give me a damn burger and fries. And I went into this place. I was, uh, you know, I was just wanting a hamburger. And so I walk into the bar because it was quickest seating and sat down at the bar and I look at the waitress and she doesn't notice me right away. And there are, you know, a couple other people there and I don't really stick out all that much. Uh, I mean, that's why I'm on radio instead of TV. So I sit there patiently and wait and all of a sudden I notice she's got earbuds in her ears. And I was like, what the hell? She Well, she must not be the waitress or bartender. She must be like a cashier, hostess, or dishwashers. Dishwashers, they wear uh, earbuds all the time because it is boring as shit being a dishwasher. Hats off to you dishwashers out there because, wow, I did that for a little while and boy, did that suck. It's just like, it never ends. Whoa, okay, got off track there for a second. But I'm sitting at the bar. And, uh, eventually she grabs her phone and pushes a couple buttons and then looks at me and said, need a menu. And I thought she had to stop listening to whatever she was listening to, to serve somebody. That's not right. I mean, you're basically cutting yourself off from the whole world. You're cutting yourself off from all the customers. If you're wearing earbuds, during your shift in a restaurant. And that's what people expect in the restaurant. You, you can't be just sitting there rocking out to whatever on your headphones. You got to walk up. You got to talk. You got to be semi 
friendly, social, and I mean, because it's you, you need that home, homey atmosphere. But of course, in this day and age of millennials, everybody's got those damn earbuds in their ears at twenty four seven. But anyway, that annoyed me, and so I just told her, "Yeah, I need a menu." And uh, then she gave me a menu and gave me uh, a coke to drink because that's all I really wanted at the time, and. Same thing happened when she came back to take my order, which, uh, you know, you know, the universal sign where somebody's ready to make, uh, make their order. They put their menu out halfway off the table. I did that. And funny thing about me though, is every time I do that to get the waitress's attention, she come, comes over and says, have you made a decision? Then I got to grab the menu back and then look, you know, try to find what I wanted. Anybody relate to that? And I, and, you know, so I ordered a burger, you know, something pure, simple. And, uh, she, asked me if I, you know, wanted potato salad, fries, whatever. And I, you know, got the fries and she took the order and then she pushed a button on her phone again and uh, went about her way. And when she later on came back to drop off my burger, refill my Coke, she didn't even turn off her uh, headset. I I could kind of hear the music that was playing on her headset and if I actually said the name of the bar I went to in the name of the server that served me, it would be funny just to make fun of her uh, and make up what I thought she heard. But since I'm not going to mention the name of the bar and I'm not going to tell you who it was, it's not funny for me to say that she was listening to Justin Bieber behind the bar or the Spice Girls or something like that. But it bothered me because, you know, since when did they start allowing servers to wear earbuds i know in corporate uh, gigs you wouldn't you would even be able to have your cell phone on the floor you got to go put it in the break room or put it in a locker or something like that because they don't want you answering your text messages while you're walking up to a table but this particular place i guess just didn't give a shit they just like i'm gonna wear my earbuds maybe the manager wasn't there i don't uh i really don't know and you know with her earbuds in to listening I think she was even taking a call at one point when I wanted ketchup. Yeah, I think because I think I was trying to wave her down because I'm not the type waitress or you know or yell out or pound my hand on the bar or something like that, do anything really rude to get their attention. Uh, I just wanted ketchup, and I th- think she took a phone call during that time, and uh. Eventually, I just stood up and walked over to the other side of the bar, and she saw me get the ketchup, and she says, I'm sorry, can I get you anything? And I said, no, I'm cool. And I, I'm not going to yell at her or anything like that. I'm, I just wanted a burger. I was fucking hungry. So anyway, I was, uh, I just sat there, and I finished up my burger, and she didn't even take her earbuds out of her ears when she dropped me off the bill, and I gave her a credit card. I just paid for it, signed off on it, and I still tipped her. You know, because I wasn't expecting much, but I just was sitting there fascinated the whole time. She was had earbuds in her ears the whole time she was working behind the bar. And, you know, it wasn't, it was right before happy hour. So maybe it was like right after the lunch rush and she didn't have a whole lot to do. And the customers that were there were fairly low maintenance, but still, I mean, come on you're expected to actually talk to people when you're working behind the bar. They they expect a little back and forth, small talk. And the better the back and forth, the better the small talk, usually the better the tips. But, you know, the I guess the people that were there just 
gave a shit as much as I did, which was really not much. And so, uh, before I left though, I left her, uh, Hey Bartender podcast business card and, uh, Hey Bartender podcast challenge chip. And, you know, maybe one of these days when she's working behind the bar, she's going to hear this show and go, Oh my God, that was me. (laughs) I mean, I'm, I guess I've had nights like that where I'm working behind the bar or I'm, uh, serving tables and I just don't want to talk to anybody just because I'm having a bad day. Everybody has bad days. Servers, bartenders, right now, the dude has declared you are allowed to have bad day. You heard it from me. You are allowed that. Uh, and what the dude says is golden and, or just what he blurts out on a microphone for a podcast. But you're allowed to have a bad day. You're allowed to be a little distant. Uh, it, but, you know, it was good that you, uh, that when you're feeling down or something like that, you're still able uh, to function and go to your job. So just because you're not that particular day, you're not as jovial or, you know, smiling as much or as big, you know, you're allowed a day or two of that. Just... You know, try not to stay there for too long. If you realize that you're there for too long, you might want to ask some help. Sit down and talk to somebody. I mean, hell, in this day and age, uh, I mean, I don't think I would ever put headphones on while working behind the bar. It would just be too weird and awkward. But Because I don't like it when people slap their hands on the bar and say, Can I get another beer, please? No, I want to be able to hear the ice when it hits the bottom of the glass, when the glass is empty and be able to hand, hand that person their drink before they ask makes them really happy. Trust me. But you know, there are days where like, if I were a bartender a couple months ago or even now, uh, I definitely would not want to hear people's theories on how game of Thrones should have ended. I didn't part of that 1% of people that didn't watch game of Thrones it was an accident. Sorry. You know, I, those of you who are right now fuming going, what? You didn't watch Game of Thrones? It's the best show ever. I'm sure it's a great show. It's, I just didn't get a chance to watch it. And, uh, you know, you know, Amelia Clark is really hot. And I did see her in Solo. And uh, that Terminator movie. But I digress. You know, I, there are just days where I just, I just don't want to hear it. Because... Remember, you know, every once in a while, you remember, remember the story that the person has told you. And then you realize that person has told me that same story 37 times. Do I have to listen to it again? Or that little quip that they have that they think is their catchphrase. And did they just hear it one more time? God damn. You know, maybe that's about the time that you need a break from the job. Because I I remember there was this one customer that came into my bar and his, what could be considered catchphrase was, hello, baby. And he would say that all the fucking time. And, you know, it's just like, I'm going to go to the bar and get a beer. Hello, baby. And and it's just like, oh, for the love of God, don't say hello, baby again. And then all of a sudden, one, uh, one time I just took... A week off. I had to get away. I 
just couldn't handle it anymore. And I, you know, just sat by myself for a little while. I was kind of also going through a breakup, so I needed a little break from that. Uh, you know, just being around people that knew me in that relationship. And so I disappeared, uh, according to them, off the face of the planet just for a week. I didn't answer my phone. The reason why I didn't answer my phone is because there was no self-service at the place I was at at the time. And I just decompressed. You know, that that was just what I needed. And so the uh, following week when I came back, it all of a sudden became, okay, I can handle you guys. Come on, say hello, baby. Come on, just, just g- give me one. Come on. And, you know, everything's okay. I mean, bartenders, servers, uh, we all go through a lot of stress and because we have a lot of responsibilities and we deal with close to hundreds of personalities in a day, all different, all unique. And sometimes you can't jump from personality to personality and still be able to keep your wits about you. Just remember, kick back, relax, treat yourself every now and then, but not too much because you don't want to throw away all your take-home pay the, that, you know, the night you got it. Remember to save your money once in a while. But you can be having a good day. You have a good customer that they're very low maintenance and they just want to have maybe a quick, quick bite to eat and a couple beers before they head home. And, uh, you know, you might tell a joke here and there. They might tell a joke to you and everything's all cool. But then you reach that one customer that can potentially destroy your entire night. No matter if they left after 15 minutes or if they left an hour after and you have, you know, and you have the rest of your shift, no matter how long your shift is, no matter when they left, they've just fucked up the rest of your day. The scene from waiting. I posted that on the Facebook page. Uh, hey, bartender podcast, by the way, I pasted that scene from the movie waiting where they had their first official biatch of the day. And the server, she walked over to Ryan Reynolds character and said, I just can't handle this customer. Will you please help me? And this customer was unruly. If you haven't seen the movie Waiting, go see the movie Waiting because it is probably the most accurate depiction of working in the restaurant industry in any movie that I've ever seen. And it's hilarious, too. I mean, you got Ryan Reynolds and you got Anna Faris and a bunch of uh, other cast members, but... um, is insanely accurate and insanely funny at the same time. You'll uh, any bartender and server that goes and watches that movie will relate to at least sixty percent of it. But they, you know, Ryan Reynolds when he dealt with her, he threw nothing but sweetness and niceness. And he says, "I'm sorry, ma'am. We'll take care of this right away." And then he, of course, took it to the uh, took it into the, the kitchen so the uh, all the cooks could fuck with their food. Now, I'm not saying that 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 does happen. I've never witnessed it. I've never heard about it in any of the places that I've ever worked. But when it comes down to it, don't ask. 
you know, uh, if you sit and watch with your friends that never worked in the service industry before, you watch waiting, they'll turn to you and go, does that actually happen? You just look them right in the eye and say, I can neither say yes or no, so don't ask. But that one unruly customer can take your day and throw it completely in the shitter. You can have Fred fucking Rogers. Wow, wow, that felt really weird saying fucking right between Fred Rogers. Um, well, you can have, well, let me, uh, let me say it properly. I'm not even going to edit that point out. Say Mr. Rogers came in after that woman. You will not give him 100% even though he'll, he'll be, well, thank you, neighbor. I'd like a, a beer and a large uh, and a large basket of fries if you don't mind. Uh, can you spell fries? I knew you could. Anyway, I'm you know I'm not making fun of Mr. Rogers. He was a part of my childhood, probably just like everybody else that's listens to this podcast. But you can have the nicest people after that unruly customer, but your night's already ruined. And you know that's when a bartender or a server will blast outside, have a cigarette, go into the walk-in freezer, scream their head off. Yes, guys, I know you do it. And, you know, they just have to do something to blow off steam, punch a keg. Well, don't do that because that hurts. But uh, that unruly customer has basically ruined your whole night. So what do you got to do to get yourself back into action so that you don't treat the rest of your customers like complete shit well like i said blast outside have a cigarette take a couple deep breaths without the cigarette and then take a couple take a couple breaths with the cigarette not that i'm condoning cigarette smoking uh for some of you people who are deadly set against it um but you know find your way to be able to release that energy quick because that unruly customer can affect your business for the rest of the night uh, what was my favorite way? Well, uh, I generally was always a smart ass. So people could neither confirm nor deny I was being nice or not because I was such, such a smart ass. They're like, is he making a joke or is he being an asshole? I can't tell. So, you know, should I have treated that girl with the earbuds in her ears like that? And, you know, I'll just go, excuse me. Can you take those things out of your uh, head, please? And, you know, you know what? No, I didn't have time. Didn't have the interest. She was polite enough to at least, I'm assuming, turn down her music so she could get my order. She got my order right, came in a timely manner. So, you know, I still tipped her. And, you know, like I said, maybe she'll all of a sudden be standing there behind the bar and hear me tell about the story and go, oh my God, that's me. And, you know, but... I'm not going to mention any uh, mention where she works, so I could be talking about anybody right now. That isn't that cool. But you know what? When it comes down to it, you know you got to be professional. Because if she, if that was the first time that she had ever worn her earbuds during her shift, and one customer complains about it, her job could be right down the hole, and. You know, I don't, I didn't know anything about this girl. She's kind of cute. And, uh, you know, I have no idea what her age was, but she looked, uh, around the age where I would say, let me see her ID if she walked into my bar and, you know, I, and then 
but if you know one customer just all of a sudden complained you know uh your waitress or bartender that worked the shift on this day at this time they had headphones in their head, uh, ears the whole time and the depending on who your manager is you know they could go completely batshit crazy on you for something like that you know some managers might be nice enough where they're just like put the headphones away what are you thinking and other managers will probably tear into you. If I hear about you with headphones again, your ass is out the door. But can you really risk that? I mean, some of you people, your job, no matter what it is, is your life. That's what you're doing to pay the bills, to take care of your family, whatever it is you do. And if you're single, pretty much all you have to do is pay rent and bills. But if you're not single, maybe have one or two rugrats uh, running around at home, babysitter to pay, and a light bill and all that sort of thing. You know, there that job might mean a whole lot more. So are you really going to risk your job just so you can listen to, you know, a new album that you downloaded? Uh, for God's sakes, people, don't risk your job just to listen to my podcast, even though I totally appreciate it. Or you might be sitting there even thinking, my customers aren't going to say anything. My customers love me. Well, you know, trust is a big thing when you're working in a restaurant, people. I mean, you might think your customers love you. You might think that your boss loves you, your uh, cooks, your bussers, your, uh, you know, whoever else works in there with you. Every restaurant's different. I mean, I never worked in a bar with a hostess, but I know there are bars out there that have hostesses. But, you know, trust is a weird thing. Because in the bars that I worked at, the other employees of that bar, we were basically family. I mean, we all looked out for each other. When one of us was having a birthday party, we all showed up. When one of us was having a problem or a family crisis, we were all there. And, you know, we had no problem. Oh, you, uh, you've got a family crisis going? All right, go ahead and tend to your family. I'll take, take your shift for the night. And, you know, maybe work out the money a little bit later. And Because and, I had one good friend who uh, worked another friend's shifts while she was on leave because she was just emotionally not there because she had her own family problems. So he took over her shifts and gave her the tips from those shifts that she would have, uh, she possibly could have made. And cause he was completely fine. He was just like, I don't have any huge bills right now. I live with my parents, you know, and she's got kids to take care of. I'll take, uh, I'll take care of her shift. Uh, I'll take the hourly. She can have the tips. And, uh, you know, it all, you know, we all helped out each other, but how far can trust go? I mean, sure. The employees and I got, uh, at one particular place that I worked at, the employees and I got along insanely well. We were all, re uh, really good friends. So we thought, but our manager owner of the bar did not trust us whatsoever. And a big sign that he didn't trust us 
was he put those fucking bubble pourers on all of the bottles. I fucking hate those things. If you are a bartender out there, or if you've ever poured a drink in your life, and you've run across that bubble pourer, and you don't hate it, you're not a bartender. All bartenders hate those things. Because a good bartender knows how to pour a shot. They know to do the four count, and you got yourself a perfect one ounce. But the bubble pourer, when you already know how to do the four count, you can hear it right away when it doesn't pull pour a proper shot. I mean, you take your bottle, one, two, three, four, perfect shot, right to the line on the glass. And then you get the uh, bubble pourer. You may not be counting it. In your head, you are. And all of a sudden, your, your brain is saying, one, two, click. That wasn't a full shot. Well, got to do it again. And then the uh, if you're like that manager, he was watching, goes, whoa, 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 whoa. The thing went click. That, that that's, uh, that's all you put in that drink. And I said, dude, that was like a half a shot. And he's like, well, maybe you need to clean those things better. And I said, I don't clean these things. You know, I didn't know they were supposed to be clean because there's stainless steel ball bearing in this stupid thing. And so he, he backed those things a thousand percent. And once again, I've said it before in previous podcasts, those bubble pourers are the means for the manager to control liquor costs which also when the bar when the owner is trying to control liquor costs they take away the creativity because the bartender is no longer able to create new drinks it's like almost like they're saying all the drinks have been created they're all on the menu you don't need to try anything new you're not going to throw away our drinks because back in the day if somebody taught me a new drink you know they came in and said hey I heard about this drink. I'm going to teach it to you. So they teach me this new drink. And I, uh, then they say, what do I do? And I said, you know what? You taught me a new drink. That drink's on me. And, you know, it was it was always that cool until he came back the next day. Hey, Anthony, I'm going to teach you a new drink. And it's exactly the same drink that uh, they tried to teach me the day before. And I'm like, come on, don't don't try to bullshit me. But it, it was a joke anyway. So, yeah. Um, he, uh, that bartender was just impressed that, uh, I gave him the drink for free and announced that I was, gave them, gave them the drink for free because they taught it to me and it just became a joke from there on out. However, you know, it, he watched everything that owner down to the penny. And I mean, even one time we were having a contest at the bar and first prize, the first time we did this contest, first prize was like $50 gift certificate, $50 gift certificate. Second prize was a $25 gift certificate. The next time we did the same contest, first prize was a $25 gift certificate. Second prize was a $20, $25 gift certificate. And I looked at him and I said, wasn't this 50 bucks, wasn't first prize 50 bucks before? And he goes, yep. And I said, why'd it change? And he goes, I'm cheap. And, you know, at least he was honest to me about it. But did him and his daughter who ran the place, did they trust their employees? You know what? Looking back on it, I have to say absolutely not. Just because of the damn bubble pourers. They had a bartender. It wasn't me. They had a very seasoned bartender working behind the bar who could pour a shot with her eyes shut without thinking about it with loud music 
and somebody tapping on her shoulder going, am I bothering you? Am I bothering you? Am I bothering you? Am I bothering you? She could pour a perfect shot every time. And they watched their liquor costs and they watched how much uh, food portions that meant there was no trust whatsoever. And I was, and it was, you know, it's all about what people perceive as job security. I mean, how many of you bartenders or servers know somebody or are that person that thinks, you know, this place would go under without me. They'd never fire me. You know what? You're a thousand percent wrong. If you do something, anything that, uh, you know, is against the rules or something like that, you can get fired. It's, I mean, I can sit back and think there was a bar I worked at where the owner was an old family friend that they, uh, my family had been friends with that family for years and I still got fired. And the reason, uh, was kind of bullshit. I, well, I, um, I was dating the, uh, the other bartender at the time and sure. If our relationship went South, there could have been, uh, social issues between us uh, while working at that bar, but I was uh, accused over the phone of stealing stuff or overpouring, and you know I never received any uh, notification. I never was written up for it, you know. And I showed up every single day. I showed up whenever they asked me to. Anytime they said, hey, can you work this shift because this person's not going to be there? I said, I'll be there. And I never skipped out on them. And I was always, you know, uh, helpful and true to the bar. I mean, there was even one night where I was there on my night off and the toilet broke. What I do, I went into action and I fixed the toilet. And that got, you know, uh, the other bartender, she told uh, the owner that I did it. Just And they were like, oh, okay, that's good. And, but still they found a way to get rid of me. Now I can probably sit back and come up with, you know, various reasons on why I got fired. Some my fault, some their fault, uh, some just because the daughter wanted her booty call to work more hours. You know, I can sit back and make make up all kinds of reasons. But the point is I was kind of arrogant thinking you know, I, you know, the world family friends, they're not going to let me go, you know, but they just turned around and said, get out. And it affected the family friendship for quite a few years. Yeah. And, but I didn't want it to, I even told my dad, you know, I said, you know, that's business. You, what you guys, if you guys want to stay friends, that's personal. Just don't expect me to show up for dinner when they're here. And, um, you know, and then there's other trust issues like uh, uh, when bar, uh, when you're working with your fellow employees. You know, did they take your table? Did they uh, did they tip you out? Did they? You know, when they took when you had to leave at four o'clock and you had to give their table to you, uh, your table to them, did they give you the tip for it? You know, it's. You know, trust issues do come up, and even though you think you're in a tight family atmosphere, and that uh, owner, you know, he 
I don't know if he trusted the customers more than uh, more than he trusted the employees because if the cu- uh, customer came up with a idiotic complaint like I yelled at them for answering the uh, answering the business phone and he would get on their side and uh, he said, well did you answer it whatever the name of the bar was and they'd go well of course I did well I don't see anything wrong with it I don't see why they yelled at you and you know it's, it's a business phone customers shouldn't be answering that. Of course, from then on out, we uh, made sure that the cordless phone was always out of reach of every customer, and you know it it was just weird. Why did he side with the customer on that sort of thing? And plus, uh, you know your your fellow employees. I mean, we do get a little paranoid around each other a lot. But we got to remember, and but we still can work like a team. We still can be friendly to each other. However, there are always those one or two moments that can completely ruin everything. When I first started working at that one bar, they said, keep an eye on this waitress because she spends way too much time behind the bar. She needs to be out on the floor, bussing tables, taking orders, and she can't be behind the bar. And I said, well, I'll do what I can. And sure enough, yeah, at one point she was uh, behind the bar way too much. And one day uh, I had a customer standing, uh, standing, I'm taking their order. And then all of a sudden she just comes up and starts blurting out her drink order. And I said, whoa, hang on a second. I'm with a customer. And she go, oh, I'm so sorry. And then later on she said, I don't appreciate you yelling at me in front of the customer. And I said, well, I'm pretty sure the customer didn't appreciate being interrupted by you. And then she went to the boss and uh, started uh, started in saying, uh, the dude yelled at me. It was so embarrassing. And that was another one of the reasons why uh, I got terminated. That got brought up. But the weird thing was, is they hated her. It, it was, they wanted her out though those particular owners i sit back to this day and uh, say to myself they are deathly afraid of confrontation because if you got something wrong in your till they wrote you a note if you left something out on the bar they wrote you a note they never talked to you about it even if you walked into the bar and said hey how's it going they'll say hey how you doing and then you uh look in your note box and it says you left three empty glasses by the poker machines couldn't you just tell me that? I'm, and, you know, instead of writing all these damn notes, they were very, very non-confrontational. And working for people like that, you the trust factor kind of goes out the window because you don't know when the hammer's going to come down. And, you know, is it going to come as a note? Is it going to come as a phone call? For me, it came as a phone call. And uh, I guess it really screwed up the uh, the guy's daughter because I was nothing but polite. I said, well, all right, um, thank you for the opportunity to work for you guys, and uh, I'll be by later on to drop off my uniform. And I didn't say, you know, I didn't do the whole uh, half-baked thing, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you cool, fuck you, I'm out. No, I didn't. I didn't do that. But, uh, can't say I didn't want to, but, uh, uh, 
you know, it was, I just, I knew I had to be civil about it. I had to be uh, nice because odds are I'm going to put them on an application and it was going to be in town because I wanted to stay with the customers that I already had. And, uh, you know, I wanted the other, uh, other bars in the area to think, well, this guy sounds pretty good. We'll take him if you're not going to use him. That's what it all comes down to. I mean, do I believe in job security? Fuck no. You can get fired for any damn thing at any damn time for any damn reason. You sit back and think, I'm the greatest server of all time. They can't get rid of me. Yes, they can. And so, have a backup plan. And remember, uh, they need you. You don't need them because you can get a job anywhere. Bartenders and servers, your job is transferable anywhere. Absolutely anywhere. Because you know customer service. You can go to another bar and, you know, still serve. You know your stuff about drinks. You can still pour. You know customer service. You can even go into retail if you want. Uh, that's all up to you. I mean, if you want, if you truly enjoy being a uh, bartender server, you know what? Go for it. But I couldn't see myself being arrogant. I can't anymore seeing my see myself be arrogant enough to think they'll never fire me because uh, because I'm too good or we're too good of friends or anything like that because I was fired. I was bringing in good business and I was friend. Uh, I'd been longtime family friends with the owners. So shit happens. Anyway, it's time for the quick commercial break segue. I wish I had a proper commercial break, but I'm just going to tell you guys head on over to HeyBartenderPodcast.com. right there. You can find a whole bunch of cool bartender merchandise, whole bunch of just weird shit that I talk about in my blog and hear about a few recipes here and there from various drinks that I find on my travels. Head on over to HeyBartenderPodcast.com today. This week's musical guest can be found on Bandcamp.com from the album Bloodshot Record Sampler 2018. Here is Murder by Death with their song True Dark.
Once again, on the Bloodshot Record Sampler 2018, that was Murder by Death with their single True Dark. You can find that single and other singles just like it from the Bloodshot Record Sampler 2018 on Bandcamp.com. You know, I was just thinking a second ago that the people that trust the absolute least when it comes to the service industry is the customer. And the customer uh, has been born, raised, bred to not trust anybody, absolutely anybody, when it comes to stuff that they're purchasing. Because they believe that's their hard-earned money that they're trading for goods and services. So they are going to be a little speculative when it comes to how full is my beer glass? Uh, how is my food cooked? Did it arrive at a cert, uh, in a good amount of time? You know, that's, that's just how the customers are supposed to be. And I don't think that's ever going to change, ever. Because, no, I don't think the customer is always right. No, no. Sometimes the customer is just an asshole. But, you know, you got to kind of roll with the punches. But just also remember people, servers, bartenders, uh, managers, dishwashers, Everybody that works in the service industry, there is that old rule. We have the right to refuse service to anyone. And that can include that customer. I think I, I think that was even said by somebody I worked with one time. They said, we have the right to refuse service to anybody. That includes you. So, you know, keep that in mind, people. And, you know. Try to uh, figure out a way to, you know, not let that one customer completely fuck up your day. Because everybody hates that. And, you know, we hate going, you know, being pissy uh, with all the rest of our customers. And we know that we're just in a funk and we can't stop it until we, uh, I don't know, drink something, smoke something, or get a night good night's sleep after drinking something and smoking something. But, I digress. Anyway, people, it is last call. That's right, last call for alcohol. As usual, if you don't walk up to the bar and order it, I ain't giving you shit. Because, you know, I'm I'm behind the bar. I can't uh, run out there and take your order. Make sure you get it before uh, it's time's up and I can't serve alcohol anymore. I don't work in Vegas, where you can serve alcohol 24-7. That would be interesting, though. I want to talk to a Vegas bartender someday. Vegas bartenders, send me an email. Dude at bartender... Yeah, dude at heybartenderpodcast.com. I'm getting used to the new domain name. Isn't that so cool? I own the domain name now. If you want to check out some cool bartender merchant, hey bartender merchandise and such, uh, go to heybartenderpodcast.com. Once again, feeling chills on my back. I own that domain. And, you know, special thanks to... Uh, whatever website I stole that drink, uh, drink from earlier today. What was that again? Uh, pull it up on my iPhone. Oh, on vinepair.com. Thanks for telling me about the painkiller. Uh, that's the best I can do for, uh, you know, pro uh, prompting you guys up. Um, and special thanks to the, um, murder by death and their single true dark from bloodshot records sampler 2018. 
really appreciate it when you guys let me use your music. And if you want to be on the show, just let me know. I'll send me an email, dude at heybartenderpodcast.com, and I will get you on the show. If you want, if you're a bartender or server and have a fun story, or just want to rant for a little while, email me, dude at heybartenderpodcast.com, and we'll get you on the show. Or even if you just want me to read a little bit of something on the air, I'll do that too. But anyway, as usual, I just want to wish all of you guys out there lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness. And you know what? Don't take any shit from anybody. Good night. Felt so good I had to blow up.